Take three. Welcome back to the Coach's Corner Podcast. It is Brian and Coach Mo. This week, we're going to get into something that's kind of plagued us since we started basketball-specific training. And that concept is... Medals don't matter. Medals do not matter. And we're talking about just in the context of getting a kid better, uh, medals aren't the most important thing, and nor should they be your sole focus if you're looking at development. So that's what we're going to talk about. We will get to you guys after the intro. Peace. Welcome back, y'all. So uh, before we get too far into our show, I wanted to give some quick shouts out um, to a couple of our players that have earned their lockdown defender shirts. We take those very seriously. Um, playing good defense is the hallmark. That'll get you on the court. Even if you're even if your shot isn't falling, as long as you're back and playing good defense, um, the coach is always going to have somewhere in the rotation for you. And so who who do we want to shout out? Uh, first, we shout out to you, Jay. Yep, that makes all the difference in the world. And also we want to give a shout-out to the kids that have been participating in our tryout training, uh, getting ready for tryouts. Um, a lot of people think that you can just walk on, to, walk on to tryouts after a full season of just kind of not playing ball, and you're not prepared. You're not giving yourself the tools that you need to be successful on that level. You need to be able to show your best at those tryouts. And so that's really what the tryout training is. We're, we got about six weeks left and we're still taking applicants. We're still taking people that are interested. Um, it's some conditioning work. It's some speed and agility work. It's some basketball work. It's all mixed together and really set up so that you can be successful. talk about what was 
your hang-up last year? Why do you feel that you were on freshman B last year? What were you doing to to have you on that level? And how, how are you uh, trying to get to this next level? And we really pushed for that. The kids think that they're, I asked the last one down the court. I didn't have the stamina. Well, that's what we're doing. You know, the kid, I, you know, I couldn't get a rebound. We're going to work on doing rebound last week. And you'll, you'll get to see some some tape, uh, some video. Uh, we really worked on hustling and rebounding, getting to the ball. We timed a lot of our uh, running, getting up and down the court. Um, that stuff matters when you're trying out for teams. So you just, the advantage is, I you know I'm, I'm coaching on both levels. I've seen both levels. I know what it you know takes. And you know, come join us. You know, six weeks gives you plenty of time to get yourself in there and get you know, get yourself that advantage before you walk into those trials. Yep. And speaking of tryouts, we're going to have our tryouts coming up. Uh, I believe for our seventh grade team. Yes, we're looking. We're looking for about three, three or four players to fill our seventh grade team. Um, and, and you know, very exciting team. Teams been together for uh, for a little bit. We do want to make sure that team is full. Uh, one thing we do uh, for our team, we don't, we never want to come in underprepared and only have a, you know just enough kids to play. We want to make sure we have those teams full uh, and just you know keep it fair for uh, the other kids. So. Uh, please look out for that, and you know if you haven't signed up for other teams, they look out for us. And even if you have, you know we can work schedules out if it actually uh, if you come to us, and we can you know we can see how that works. Yep. And so here's the thing: we have uh, league play coming up, and so we're really trying to get ready to to get ready for our league and tournament seasons. And so we're still sorting that out. The thing is, uh, with our basketball academy program, uh, initially we would try to get a team for every player that walked in the door, but unfortunately, that doesn't work, especially when there are varying levels of commitment. So here's what we'll say for our basketball academy program. As we start adding players, um, if we get enough players at a certain level, a certain grade level, you know, or if we get enough girls, we're going to try to make a team out of them. But we have to have some commitment. We've made the mistake in the past of making teams out of people that weren't fully committed to a basketball, a basketball schedule. And, um, you know, we've gotten burned where we've had, you know, Four players, and we're looking for our fifth, and our fifth hadn't fully made the commitment to being a basketball player, and so we were kind of left out in the lurch. And so as we start building teams, as we start adding kids to the academy, we will build teams out of them, but we do need uh, we need to see that they're committed players and ready to rock and roll. And, and, the, reason we, and the reason we wanted to do that is we want to put out the best quality, uh, you know, we put out quality uh, kids, quality players, and some quality overall quality team on the floor. Uh, the team that we put out does not have to be the traveling team that plays, you know, 180 games a year. It doesn't have to be that. But if we're going to put out a team that's, you know, you know, silver, you know, they play multiple sports, they don't have a lot of time to commit to, you know, five days a week of basketball, but they play other sports, we want to make sure that those kids can at least do our two days of practice and do the extra stuff, that are going to be the best kids at that level and we're gonna have enough players to play, and so we just want to make sure that uh, when we put these, you know, we put these teams together, you know, that we do have that commitment, and this and this comes from the help of uh, parents as well and uh, guardians. You know, there's a, we go back to episode one, two, talk to the kid, see if this is something they want to do, have these conversations, um, and make make sure before the season starts. And once the season starts, and you submit rosters for a team with any with any level. The expectation is, if you had nine on your roster, 
now he's going to be available to play every week unless something comes up where the kid's sick, got out of town. But when you have nine in your roster and again, like Brian said, four show up, then it's just it's just not it's just not a good look for just the team itself or the kids. And here's the thing, I know we talk about competitive versus, and we've talked about it before, competitive basketball players versus recreational, but our bottom line uh, and expectation is kids that are on our teams, either whether they're playing at the competitive, trying to get on an AAU circuit level where they want to play the best talent in the country, or if it's just I want to play rec and just go uh, hoop at uh, you know some of the local places that have leagues and stuff, our still, still our expectation is we want kids and parents that are engaged with getting and becoming better basketball players. And if you're not ready to make that commitment, then, uh, you know, we're not ready to roster you because the other kids on the team, out of fairness, other kids of the team, the kids we have, have that hunger in them where they want to get better. Now, they may be at a different level skill-wise, but they're focused on growth and that's what we want we want players that are focused we want players that are focused on growing and getting better so that's what we have for our basketball academy we're going to be following us on social media on facebook and twitter and instagram we will be posting uh updates about uh our our tryouts and what we're looking for like i said in years past basketball academy was really kind of an open thing and you know, we would try to make a team out of every kid. We would try to make a team for every kid that walked in the door, but that's not realistic, and it's not fair to some kids, um, especially if, you know, they're the only third grader there and they want to play ball, but there aren't any other committed third graders. We're not going to hold them hostage. We'll train them. We'll get them ready, and, um, you know, get we'll support them. But if we can find another program for them to get into, we have that capability now. Right, and that's the thing we Definitely, you come down, you're going to get the, you're going to get the proper skill training. You're going to get everything you need for that kid. But we do have connections with other um, coaches and organizations as well. Like you said, if there's, you know, it's that random third grader that plays at a platinum level, you know, uh, yeah, we, we definitely can look out. But we have plenty of resources we can help with that. And that's, that's, that's the honesty and transparency we want to make sure. We uh, tell people we're looking for, you know, what we're doing. But we are we are skill building. We're skill. We're doing a lot of skill building with our academy. But right now, we have our seventh and eighth grade team with our seventh grade tryouts coming up. And so that's where we're at at this moment. Yep. So we'll always add team. We'll add teams as we get committed players, and that's the bottom line. So uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause, and then we're going to jump into why medals don't matter. All right, we're back. So. Real quick, something I forgot to mention in the last segment. Um, we do have our next major camp coming up, and that's going to be our dynamic handles training. And if you want me to explain what dynamic handles is, this is this is how we'll break it down to you. Speed plus agility plus ball handling equals dynamic handles. We're going to teach uh, – Coach Mo's going to get out here and he's going to teach you how to handle the ball but ch- have that, that shiftiness and that change of direction – and be able to create scoring opportunities for yourself and for your teammates. And so that's what we're really going to be focusing on. Coach Mo is a, a certified speed and agility coach, and so he's going to be going deep, digging deep into a speed and agility bag um, and uh, tying it with uh, ball handling drills so that um, we can create the best product for uh, anybody that's looking to improve their handle uh, and play competitively. 
So, uh, Coach Mo, do you have anything else on that? focus on that speed part of it, the agility part of it, and ball handling. Uh, here's what I say. Any position in basketball, uh, you got to learn how to handle the ball. you got to learn how to handle the ball. Um, not everybody's going to be Kyrie. You know, maybe Kyrie, but obviously there are other NBA players, there's other college players, other high school players. Uh, but you, and, and they're not Kyrie, but you got to be able, within your position, to get the ball from point A to point B effectively with somebody pressing you, with somebody trapping, with somebody, you know, doing other things, and we're going to teach you all that stuff. And a lot of it will be with your angles, uh, your balance, your speed, and we're going to work on all that. So excited about that, Cam. Uh, just stay tuned for that announcement. Yep, we'll be posting details here in the next couple of weeks, but that's going to be our next major camp for October. And think about it like this. It's a fantastic uh, segue. So you come in and do the tryout training, and then you come in for the dynamic handles so that when the season starts, you are a dynamic basketball player who has plenty of wind, who can run, and is midseason form uh, starting, starting the season. Um, and, you know, the sky's the limit on that one. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be posting the details about that soon. Uh, follow us on the social media platforms, on your Twitter and your Instagram and your Facebook, because <laughs> um, that's where we're going to be posting those details. All right. So medals don't matter. Now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be flippant on this. I don't want to make it sound like, that hard-earned medal that you fought, that your your player fought to earn doesn't matter because it does because it's hard-earned they fought for that and when they fight and struggle for it that means that they've dug into their 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 their, their bag of skills and used them to win games that's important that does matter the medals that don't matter are the easy ones <laughs> the easy ones, the one where you're ducking the smoke and you're putting or in it may not even be you. It may be the coach. The coach is dropping is putting the team in a cupcake division that they can just walk through with minimal effort and beat up on kids that aren't as skilled as they are. Um, and they take home a medal for dominating kids that they shouldn't have been on the court with in the first place. Those are the medals that do not matter and it's been plaguing us we've been we've seen it time and time again um you know a lot of the bigger organizations in the city have a a, a surplus of teams they got so many teams that they can you, they have a team for your kid and they won't put your kid in a challenging division they'll just say we'll just plug them here and there you go. <laughs> it is two ways because the, the medals that don't matter are the ones where your kid is kind of a, 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 a co-pilot where they don't really do anything. They're just there and they're on a great team and they're on a lights out team and they don't contribute a, a dang thing to that team. But they're there to hoist the trophy at the end of the day. That medal doesn't matter because your kid didn't get better by being around better talented kids. And the other medal that doesn't matter is the one where we just talked about it, where the kid is ducking the smoke and the player, the coach is ducking the smoke or the parents ducking the smoke. And they are more concerned with this medal, this trophy that they can put on their wall than whether this kid actually did their best. So. I'm going to speak to that. <laughs> so um, and you're exactly right. And I'll speak to you. 
the first one is the kids that's just on the roster. Um, and so here, here's, here's the conversation a parent has to have and a kid has to have uh, and be honest with yourself is it's really going to be hard to play 15 kids a game during a, during a game, 15 kids. Uh, it's just not enough, not enough minutes. Um, you can't play them evenly. 15 is not an even number. <laughs> I mean, and you just can't do it. And so if you're the kid or you're, you're, you know, you're the parent and your kid comes to one practice instead of two, doesn't do the stuff outside there, doesn't do the homework that it comes to signs, um, kind of, you know, kind of the, the, the class clown during practice is not really focused, there's a good chance, especially at the select area or, uh, or even the, you know, when you start getting the seventh, eighth grade, uh, the kids probably not playing a lot. Well, what happens with that is you're going to, uh, at that level, you might have two or three dynamic players on that team, and they're carrying that team. And so if you can get player A that can score 25 points a game, player B scores the other, you know, 20, and player C can fill in with, you know, maybe 10, 12. Well, D, E, F, G, and H, and the rest of them don't have to do much. And if you're, you know, you're down at the 15th player, and you end up winning that division for that, for that league or for that that, that that tournament and you're super excited about that medal, um, I, I, I kind of question that medal a little bit. You know, again, when we're in first grade, we're not Debbie Downers. Like Brian said, like, first grade, second grade, yay. You know, you got it because you're learning the sport. You're there. But now we get a little bit older. We're getting outside of high school. We're getting there. And you got, you know, and you're not really contributing. You're, you're showing up. And, and I'm looking at a parent I don't know if I'd want to go to a game and, you know, my kids not even suiting up and not doing anything because of the lack of their effort and the lack of getting together. Um, do, I mean, does that medal really count? I mean, does that, does that medal, you know, is that something to be proud of? Or, you know, do you, do you talk to that kid and say, how do you – how do you feel about this metal? And that's and the other you know the thing we do want to throw out is if you go on and you're a dominant player on a dominant team, that metal does matter. I mean that does that does count because you know if you're just that much that much better than the top competition that you're playing and you're a dominant player on a dominant team, that counts. What we're saying is being happy just to be on a roster and you forego opportunities to actually compete and take a loss occasionally and lose a close game or even you duck the opportunity to get blown out just so that you can be on the best team possible and not play that's the medal that doesn't matter those kids that that are the best players on the team they earn they earn that through their contribution even the kids that aren't the best player on the team but Manage to get in and contribute to the roster. I'm guaranteeing you a. And I guess I don't really care about you know who's the anchor in this. I mean, I'm guaranteeing uh, the kids on a state championship team every year that are seniors that don't touch the floor during a championship run. I'm pretty sure they're happy that their team won, but if the individual I asked them, they probably wanted to be on the floor. And they probably wanted to, you know, contribute a bit because we know what I know. We both were teenagers, and we know how teenagers can be. And you're going to get that one teenager like, hey, cool ring. You didn't do nothing. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for a teenager, that's kind of de- devastating. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, you 
no, you're right. I didn't. I didn't really contribute. You know, really didn't contribute. You know, so you get that. So from that age, it does. You know, you do want to actually be on a be on the floor to like individually give some kind of. Uh, you know, say that you, you did something for the team. Yep, and the reality of it is, because we're talking, we're mixing a couple of different levels of basketball, but there's some consistent themes across the point. If we're talking about for our seventh and eighth grade boys, um, the reality of it is, those kids have it in them where they want to, they want to win, and they want to, they want hard fought victories. They don't want easy victories. They don't want a season full of easy victories. They, you know, they are rewarded by. You know, they're you know, they may be down if they lose a close game, but they're rewarded by the fact that they went out and gave it all their all. And maybe, you know, a couple shots didn't fall and that was the difference in the game. They're not rewarded by, hey, here's a super easy division, we'll walk through it and then we'll get medals because the kids know we can go buy medals at a trophy shop. They sell them. Um, and I know a couple, um, you know, shout out to crown trophy, <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, they do great work over there and they provide a lot of trophies and medals for a lot of places in Omaha that are doing sports, but we can go buy those medals. The ones that are earned, the kids know that they've earned that medal and it goes to a larger thing. People don't appreciate a lot of things. A lot of times people don't appreciate the stuff that they're given more than the stuff that they earned. And the same goes for, for trophies and accolades and medals and certificates and all that other stuff. If the kid is motivated just by giving the bare minimum, <laughs> giving the bare minimum and not really ever pushing themselves. Um, and they're just happy with just, well, I got a medal, so that doesn't matter. Um, that's that's not rewarding. I can tell you, I can give you a prime example a few years ago, and you know, shout out to shout out to anybody that's ever played for Coach Mo. Uh, one thing uh, before I jump right back into it is like one thing he ever played for me is always love for especially you know especially for a kid. And, you know, like you know, sometimes kids you know they they, they go to other sports they. You know, they go to other teams and those kind of things. And a lot of coaches get so upset. They, I have coaches that bring up kids that were on their team 10 years ago. I'm like, man, kids, kids 25 and, you know, works, you know, work somewhere, man. You, you still you still bring that up. But they're like, no, kids do it. So shout out to any kid that – because one thing, when any player has came, they can say that Coach Bowles got trying to get the best out of me. You know, I've never had a kid come up like, you never pushed me. They were trying to get the best out of you. And so one thing when we – to go along with that, those kids and expectations that we put in the, my kids' coaching is you want them to be the best. You want them to go out and play the best, and you want them to be part of something. If they don't, if they're not part of it, they didn't put an effort, you, they should feel some kind of way. Like, man, you know what? I probably could have went out and did that. You know, and that's I. So I guess I'm, I'm looking at it as from that perspective is we try to you know you, you try to instill in those kids that. Just getting this medal, like you said, isn't just something you hang on your window if you don't feel like you had the best effort with that. Uh, prime example, I had, and you, you talked about it, earning it. Um, I remember a, at a three-on-three team, um, all soccer players, and they were playing at a local tournament here. And it, was, um, it was Ami, Johnny, uh, uh, Jordan, and Rich, uh, who all played. Shout out to those guys, you know, uh, amazing soccer players. We put them in for basketball. 
Um, and they were playing a division up. So they were sixth grade playing seventh grade, which we didn't, weren't aware of until we got there. And so we won a couple of games off of speed, and it was fine. Um, and we ended up going, I think we were like three and one going into the playoffs. And we lost to a pretty big eighth, uh, eighth grade team. There were two grades up. Um, and they went to the playoffs, and it was in a semifinal game, and they were down probably like five. Teams needed one more to do that. It's either it's not, you go to 31 or you go to 31 or you just time out. Um, and the team missed the rebound. The other team is they're going by ones and twos. And um, we got the rebound, and Jordan scores. We're down by four. We get a steal. Army scores. We're down three. Reed subs in. He gets a steal. He's a Johnny. We're down by two. And they keep missing. And I was like, you know what? We got a shot to win this. We got a shot to win this. Comes through. We got a tie. Remember, Army hits a game winner. We win it. To see the and feel the passion of, even at that level, kids that fought from that to now, and when they got their medal, that was earned. And they, that was earned. They were like, because we saw them playing up in the division. We saw them playing a sport that's not probably their primary sport. Uh, and they fought, they fought, and you could just see how happy, yep. how, you know, and that was earning that medal. Because that was there. That was, there was no easy route. Smallest team, youngest team, there was no easy route with that. And I think when you see that, that's huge. That That's earning that medal. Not saying, you know, if that easy route, they would have been happy, but you could tell they were exhausted. They gave it their all. They were walked out of there. They were sweaty. They were, they were, they put all their energy into that. And I thought that was pretty, pretty neat at that level. Yep. And you could see it in their development moving forward that that became the baseline for how those kids wanted to compete. So we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and we will be right back. Okay, we're back. So again, the theme is medals don't matter. Um, I got a quick medal story here, uh, trophy story, to be honest with you. Uh, when I first started, uh, yeah, I was in wrestling when I was younger. And uh, I I got third place in my first my very first tournament. And this was actually my first time against a competition that I wasn't practicing with. And I went out there and I had no idea what I was doing. I would go out there and try to remember all the lessons I worked on. And really, it was just me putting my arms out and the wrestling happening to me. <laughs> um, you know, I got a couple of takedowns or whatnot once I got used to the concept, the contact and everything. Most of my, I, I got a lot of points for escapes because I was good at getting away from getting uh, uh, pinned. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think I won maybe one match in a couple of different, you know, I had a couple of different matches. I won like maybe one, but I got a bunch of points for escape and that's how I, they kind of decided who, how people placed. And so all my points were, were for different escapes that I managed to pull off because I was, I wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I, you know, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't have the experience. And uh, I'll tell you what happened to that, that, that trophy that I got. It was a third place trophy. Um, that trophy uh, co-mingled with my He-Man and it co-mingled with my G.I. Joes and it it played and had wars with, uh, you know, Skeletor and stuff like that. He was like the gold, he was like He-Man's gold, gold homeboy. <laughs> and um, 
it ended up in the toy box. It did, it didn't sit up on the shelf. It ended up in the toy box because at the end of the day, I wasn't able to connect my effort with that with that trophy. I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to connect the two things because it felt like the trophy was just kind of an add-on that I was just handed. Um, you know, it felt good at the time to be recognized, but I wasn't able to connect that with uh, an extraordinary effort because I didn't know enough about the sport I was in to give an extraordinary effort. All I knew was I didn't want to be pinned because the mat stank and I didn't want to be, <laughs> I didn't want to be on it. And so I fought and fought and fought to not be on it. And so by virtue of me fighting not to be pinned, I got a bunch of escapes. Now I did, like I said, I scored some takedowns and I did win a match or, you know, a match or two, I think, but I didn't feel like it wasn't exactly the most earned thing that I had ever received. And since then I'd earned, you know, I've earned medals and trophies and stuff, things that I did put a strong effort into. And those mattered a lot more, but the one I didn't earn uh, was basically a toy as far as I was concerned. And that's the thing that we don't want. And that's the thing we don't want for our teams. And so uh, we're going to get, we keep talking about ducking the smoke. Um, we're going to talk about coaches. We're going to talk bad about, we're going to talk bad about some of these coaches. And I mean, it, sometimes it's not even the coaches. It's not even the coach's decision. It's more or less, they're going based on the temper, the, 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 temperament of the kids and the parents that they're serving they know that ducking the they know that they're effectively ducking the competition because they know the people that they're serving um and sometimes it's their bosses are like we just gotta we just gotta win and you know it doesn't matter how we win we just gotta win and they end up playing levels down. They end up putting kids at levels that are appropriate. We're starting to see more and more on a high school level where kids stay back a, a, a grade or two to to kind of not have to play their great level competition that's becoming a that's becoming a shocking and surprising norm and we probably don't see it as much in omaha i don't know maybe coach mo has some insight on that one i'll be quiet but i'm gonna say you're you're, you're right for the more than two years or more <laughs> so i may or may have not seen it like five or ten times yep <laughs> and that's all i'll say <laughs> so the kids are the the kids uh you know the the parents are, are more about winning than they are about development and that's the bottom line of what we're saying where the parent or the coach is more about that win than they are about whether their team gets better and that's a reflection on the program as far as we're concerned um if you are more in line with i want to win this tournament um i don't care if the the players are even good I don't care if my kids even belong on this level. Um, we're going to play down and we're going to win because it's an easy win for us. That's the people we're calling out. So, Coach Mo, what are your what are your thoughts on that ducking the smoke and playing down? Well, you know, here's the thing: as a coach, you got to know who your team your team is. Uh, if you're a good coach, you know, yeah, I'll call you out. I mean, just because your coach, whoever, you know, all that all that means is that you volunteered for the job or you're the person that was up for the job. That doesn't mean you're a good coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way, but I've got a lot of players that are playing at high level, so I think I did pretty good over my years, my 21 years of coaching. But what I'm saying is you got to look at your team. I can look at uh, my top team, 
and look at them and just my just my top three or four players alone, I'll put them against anybody in the city. And, and a coach, you should feel that way. And if you feel that way, you're not a bronze level. Okay, so in Omaha, we have levels where you're like bronze, D, C, A, you know, silver, gold, uh, whatever, aluminum. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And so you should look and say, you know what? They're probably not a bronze D team because this kid can score 40 points on any kid I put in front of him at what level. That kid right there wants, and you would hope that kid wants to play the best competition. I know the, the kids I've coached or trained, you know, wants that level of competition. They want more. They're like, hey, if I'm blowing a team out by 50 every game, we're in the wrong division. And and like Brian said, there you it may be that you have a very dominant team. And don't get me wrong, and I, I've seen it. You have some really dominant teams, but chances that you're going to run through every weekend, every tournament, beating teams by 50 points every single game, you are not in the right division. You're not in the right division. You play a little bit higher division, and then if there's no divisions for your, let's say you're in seventh grade, gold, platinum, A, maybe somebody try eighth grade, go up a grade, go up a grade to get a little challenge. Prime example, and I guess this is uh, going to wake some people up today. I think we we uh, talked. I I remember taking a team at a, kind of a lower level, you know, place where we were beating teams and where the, the clock was stopping. We were beating teams by, I mean, if you kept the clock going, it, we were beating team by like seventy points. Um, not great for my starting five. They're like, you know, and we did that because they were young, and all of a sudden we transferred them to competitive play. Um, might have lost a couple games by one or two. When I saw parents get rattled, and I actually had, I actually lost about four or five kids because the parents came to me and they're like, "We're losing games now," and I was shocked because me, me being competitive, playing with competitive people, you're a competitive person. I was like, you know, we only lost by five points, <laughs> you know, and they're like, "But my kid was crying in the car," and so I'm like. Both of them lost by five points. We're coming out of a, uh, a league where we're winning by 50, and now we're playing better kids. The kids that can actually dribble there, and we're we're actually doing pretty well. I mean, these, these, you know, and those kids just bounce, and the parents just bounce, you know. And this is no, I'm not knocking these parents. I mean, you, you, live, with, you live with your decisions, that's fine. But the kids that stayed, stayed, and developed, and got better, all of a sudden, we won that division. Because we took those L's, and the next year, let's step up again. Worst thing that can happen to some kids is like, two, we got beat by 30 points our first game. Oh, man, this team smacked us. I don't think these kids missed a three. Those kids are gone. Those parents are gone. I want your money back. They're gone. I'm out of here. The other ones are like, hey, coach, this is another challenge. Next game, we lost by 20. Next game, we lost by 10. Five, ten, spurred around. By the second semester, we end up winning that division. You know, and so we wanted the smoke because I asked the players, and my goal as a coach is, if we're going to have a competitive team, we talked about it last week. If you are a competitive player, you want to be at a varsity level, which you know, uh, when you're in middle school varsity or you're in elementary, the top team, whatever. You have to take these challenges. The best thing that can happen to you is uh, is a butt whooping sometimes. Exactly. It's the, it's the best thing that happens to you. Because then you're like, because here's the deal, if they're the same age, 
I just lost to other sixth graders by 50 points. There's something I got to adjust, <laughs> you know? And the thing about it is I'm looking at it, you know, for, I'm putting on my old, my old, uh, Youth, my old behavioral development, youth behavioral development hat. If your kid is crying in the car after losing a game, that's a natural thing. But that sounds like there's some teaching that you need to be doing and saying, okay, so if you're crying when you get done and you're allowed to grieve this game, but let's talk about this now. Did you give everything you had to give on the court? If the answer is yes, then this is a lesson learned. And so now you know what it's like to give everything you got and still not 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 be able to pull it off. So that just means you should be pushing to get better. If you're crying after you lost a game and you didn't give the full effort, then that's that, that you gotta own that one and that's on you because you didn't you didn't put out your best effort. And so I look at it like, you know, this is a this is an opportunity for growth as opposed to let me remove the thing that's a lot that's pushing my kid to grow. And uh, I'll, you know, we'll be, we'll, we'll keep a buck here. Um, we, you know, we, we experienced that with, um, one of the girls programs that we tried to, we, we launched where we had a good mix of parents that were about the development and about the growth and other parents that were about trophies and winning. And those two sides didn't, they didn't align. Um, and when our girls, you know, we had a bad first game, but the next game, the next, the next for the rest of the season, our girls came together and were hooping. And, you know, this was most of these kids first time ever really playing ball on a floor together. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, we had the more experienced girls that, um, had played before, but weren't performing consistently. Um, you know, we were seeing, you know, when, 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 when we were dealing with adversity, they were getting distraught. And for us, that's a good teaching thing. And that's what we incorporated in their development. But we had parents that weren't there yet. They were so used to that trophy. You, you, you come out and you play and you beat the other team by 40 points and here's your trophy. And they weren't ready to build a team that was they weren't ready to build a team that could beat kids by 40 points. They wanted to have that pre-made and just slide into a good roster. And we had some that ran off and ducked the smoke and went and joined other rosters. And um, you know, we're all we always had the door open. We really hope the best for those kids. Uh we hope that they get pushed and get challenged to get better because we want to see them on the news. But we want to see them on the news getting highlighted for what they're doing on the court. But you don't get to that point if you're ducking smoke, if you're ducking the competition just to win a medal. That just doesn't happen. And, and there's a life lesson. That's a great, great example, great story. And the life lesson that is if you, let, if you let every kid just, you know, take the easiest route and everything's, you know, going to be perfect, when they weren't into those things, let's say, let's say we did, we put them in the load of it. Let's say we did, and ninth grade tryouts come around, and we all the elementary school we, we played the bottom, bottom, bottom. And ninth grade tryouts come around, and they can't even perform one single average layup, a chest pass, a typical bounce pass, because we never had to do it in these easy games. That kid's going to be more angry at you than than you think and they're going to blame you for letting that happen you know and I 
I even do it with my own kid, even with Ami. I like, I told me, I asked him, I said, Ami, you're a kid that's scoring 40 points with ease. Do you like this? I mean, you're like, what do you want to do? And here's that conversation piece. It all ties back. I asked him, I said, do you want to do this beyond third grade? Yep, I want to do it in middle school. Do you want to be a high school player? I want to be on varsity. Do you want to play college? Yep, I want to be in the NBA. So his path was, give me the best challenge. And so anybody that plays with him on his teams, you know, you know, in the later years, have to understand, we want the smoke. You know what I'm saying? We want to play the best. So, and I would tell him, if you don't want to get challenged, if you don't want to lose a couple games, they may be close, they may be last-second buzzer beaters, but they're already super close because they're playing the best talent. Then don't be on this team. Yeah. Then don't be on this team. Don't, don't. We're making it clear. We're going to battle every weekend. We are going to be, I mean, everybody, we're diving on the floor. We're running plays. We are trapping. We are diving for everything. We are blocking shots. It is going to be war out there every single time, and they're going to leave tired every time they're out there. Every time. That's what we want. That's what we want our players doing. So we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. And then we will be back. All right, so we're back. Um, let's let's tie a bow on this here. Um, what's your intention for your player? What do you want for them? Are you looking to just have a trophy case full of trophies that that were easily earned and weren't weren't fought for, or are you looking for a player that wants to move to the next level? Because those are two different paths and collecting easy medals ain't the path because at some point, no matter how good your player is, they're going to, they're going to meet their match on that court and you got to prepare them. It's your job. If you're, if you're serious about this game, it's your job as a parent and as a coach, it's your job to prepare them for when they meet somebody that's at that next level. And if you ain't doing it, you're not doing your job. So you need to understand what your intention is. If you're just, if the kid is just looking to have fun and they just want to play basketball, fine. There's nothing wrong with it. We have kids like that in our system. They just want to play ball. Cool. But we know what we can do and what we, what we can ask of them and what we cannot ask of them. If your goal is for that kid to go out and your kid wants to earn a scholarship, and play at the next level, eventually maybe play overseas or even get an opportunity on the on the NBA stage. <laughs> They're good. They can't duck that smoke, and that's and that's that's what we're getting to. So, uh, Coach Mo, what are your thoughts on that? Um, very, very good, there, Brian. I mean, this here's a, here's a keeping it real segment right here now. Okay, so this is gonna. This should, this, should, this should fit your soul a little bit. Either, you know, you're like, okay, wake your brother up. Okay, so it's here. So as as a parent, uh, one thing I'm, I'm going to do, and we do, we have, we have t- uh, parent meetings. And so as a parent, in that parent meeting, you got to be aware. Get off your phone. Get off your, li- listen, don't, don't be late to it. Don't get there. So you're there for the whole meeting. And you're focused on what's going on. Because, you know, well, you know, I see people that, yeah, I went to my son's flag football meeting, and I came the last 10 minutes, it wasn't a big deal. Well, then they didn't find out that the kid's playing at another location next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you get there, 
focus. And so when the coach says, hey, you know what, this year um, we're going to take a step back and we're going to drop down two divisions. That's your opportunity. When you're done, when a parent asks question, you're like, I didn't know we were dropping back two divisions. I thought my kid was doing pretty good playing in gold. Why are we dropping back? It may be a good reason. Maybe you know, they lost some players. There's players transferred to other team. I mean, I get it. But if it's just, the games are tough. The games are tough. I don't know if we're going to be able to go to this stuff. There, right there. Yep. Or maybe the coach is seeing something that you ain't <laughs> in, in, in your player yep. where you have – you know, and this is where we talk about it, you know, the self-evaluation, doing the tell of the tape and having an honest conversation. Maybe the coaches reviewed footage and said, I don't think this kid is ready for this level. I don't think this group of kids is ready for the level that we've been playing at. And we're going to do more long-term harm to these kids by forcing them to play at a level that they are not mentally or physically prepared for. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. So this is where also you do that honest self-evaluation. And if your self-evaluation doesn't match with what the coach is seeing that's where you have the conversation and saying are we moving back just so that we can win some medals because i don't care if you're real if we're being real about it as a parent you're like i don't care about those trophies i want my kid to get better because at the end of the day you're providing safe passage from point a to point b when this kid leaves when this kid leaves this team and moves on to the next level i need to be certain that they are ready to compete on that level and Moving back two levels at this point with the, what we've seen on the tape doesn't really make a lot of sense. So have these honest conversations. Take some L's, maybe. 
Are there going to be the, the games are any blowouts anymore? Okay, I want that challenge. But now you have three weeks, you know, to decide is that what I want to do? This conversation has to be real. And appearance, you have to not. It's not you that's on the floor. <laughs> you know that you on the floor. You yes, you are paying for it. Yes, we want every kid to play, but put him in the right situation. Ooh, yeah, sorry, put him in the right situation. Put him in the right way to be successful. And if you're not going to do that, don't be upset with the coach in the middle of the season. Don't get upset with your kid in the middle of the season. Like, I don't understand why you went from a 30-point score to now you can't score a lot and you can't get down the court because they're trapping you. Because. They're, they're, play, they're, playing, they're playing at their appropriate level. Right. And the, the kids at the appropriate level aren't going to let uh, he or she get away with the stuff that they were able to do against kids that weren't as uh, experienced or as talented or as skilled or whatever. Coaches are always a scapegoat. Yep. Let me be honest with you. We're always a scapegoat. Everything's wrong. It, uh, the coach hates my kid. <laughs> the coach doesn't listen to me. He's not that good. And then they smile in our face. And we're like, it has nothing to do with us when we told you up front. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing, especially for my Omaha, my Omaha and Met, Omaha metro area folks, uh, you know, and we're throwing Council Bluffs in the mix too because y'all gonna be hooping in Omaha uh, <laughs> this season if you're playing ball, uh, just because of the way the COVID thing is running down. Um, I'll be honest with you. Don't be dazzled by this name brand stuff. Don't be dazzled by the name brand teams because. You need to evaluate each team and each player and each, you know, it's the same thing where you're you're buying a pair of jeans. If you're going out and buying a pair of jeans and you're only basing it on the brand and you're not worried about the fit, uh, there's a good chance that you'll end up paying up for something that's a bad fit. And don't be dazzled. And we've seen it time and time again around here. People get dazzled by the name brand. And sometimes the name brand does fit you. It does fit what your outcomes are and what your goals are. But make sure that you're you're critically looking at whether this team matches what you're looking for, your level of commitment, what your kid skill level is. Don't be dazzled by that name brand because we've seen people get sucked into the name brand stuff and end up inadvertently ducking all the smoke and wasting a season because they got roped into a contract somewhere for their kid to sit on the bench. <laughs> yep. I mean, here I mean, our, one of our mottos is don't pay for it, don't just pay for a roster spot. And we're dead serious about that. Don't just pay for your kid to be on somebody's roster. Make sure that they're getting uh, developed at that level. I've talked to some real coaches. You know, like real coaches have been in this game a while. Um, shout out to Coach, Coach Hap. We talk all the time. You know, we've uh, been knowing each other for a while. We've traveled today, used stuff together. The one thing he's always told me, he's like, man, the development is key. The development piece is key. He's like, I think a lot of times kids, you know, we talk about it all the time, kids and parents jump in and they want to just play games and do this stuff super early. And the thing is, like, some of those kids aren't developed yet and are there. And so to just throw them on a team and get a bunch of games in and just, you know, you get, oh, you get a fancy jersey. Oh, you know, I signed up. Of course you get that. You paid for it. I really hope they do give you a jersey made for it. But again, that may not that may not be the best fit for your kid, you know. And maybe the kid needs a little development, or maybe he needs to be on a team that fits what that kid's level is and what they can do. And that's why you you go shop. Like I said, we only have a seventh and eighth grade team this year that's full. We train way more than that, 
you know. But we're also honest with someone like, I, you know, now when I'm training you, just letting you know, I, mom, I don't know if this kid can be at the X, Y, Z level. And we're real with that. A lot of coaches aren't. And they will tell you, we're going to put you on this team, you're going to get a fancy jersey with the with the cool shorts, with their, their player's name, and you're going to be on, you, they're going to tell you you're on the green team. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, I made it. Well, you all made it. Congratulations. The green team is an eighth team in that division for fourth grade. You don't know that, but you're on the green team. Oh, or they'll slap something like, you're the regional district green team. Because it sounds really big. Mm-hmm. And your kid is on the eighth team, and you're playing kids that can't dribble a basketball for the next four years. And now you're like, what happened in my high school tryouts? Like, I, don't, I, I don't even know what to do right now. For the next four years, and then you step onto those tryouts, and your kid is playing at a level where he is used, he or she is used to playing with kids that always end up dribbling off their foot or don't really have basic have the basic skills, and they step on onto those tryouts. And since they're used to competing at that level, that's the level they bring in there. And the coach looks past them. And now you've got they've got a whole season of basketball that you here's the thing they got a whole season of basketball that you got to figure out what to do with because they ain't playing on their high school they ain't playing on their high school team at any level because they were because they got sold a bill of goods for the green regional you know blessed Mary sisters of the poor team who doesn't ever compete with anybody. technology that we have, with the, the social media that we have, and I'll give you a prime example. Uh, here in our state, Miller North, Bellevue West was in the state championship last year. You can follow every last one of those players. We brought all those games last year, and you can see those are two serious basketball programs mm-hmm. and full of Division One kids, <laughs> you know, that are playing, going to be playing at the next level beyond this. And now you're coming in as a freshman, and you don't think, <laughs> you know, being con- being in condition, like shape, being, you know, being able to make layups, being able to take coaching, being able to go, you know, show up to practices, you don't think that's serious, then it's going to, it's a re- that's really hard for me to believe, and hard for me as a coach to feel sorry for when parents, you can do it, you can look, it's on TV. It's in a newspaper who's who's competing every year, <laughs> you know, and you let your kid walk in with a rec mentality wanting competitive results. Rec mentality looking for competitive smoke. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't align. Those two things don't match up. So we're saying all that to say this. Medals don't matter. Look for development unless you just have a trophy case in your house that you're looking to fill up. I, I honestly, I think I was the best free throw shooter in fifth grade on the Y team. I don't remember how many I did, but I got a medal for it. But that's a, that's my claim to fame in fifth grade. No one actually remembers how many points I got in the fourth game of their fifth grade year when you're 41 years old. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I medal. I don't know what I did, but I have a medal for it. Yeah. Unless unless you hit the last second shot in a hard fought game, right. those things don't those things evaporate, and so. Like I said, stop stop chasing the medals. It's the bottom line. And that's the message for everybody out there, but especially for the parents that are in our system. Because if you're looking for medals, 
this ain't the play we're we're gonna we're gonna our medals are gonna be earned we'd rather have a quality medal than a quantity medal Issues, but I never, I never say that's your, you know, your loss. That's the last second game, and they said you traveled like that happened last year. <laughs> you know, something weird. It was a buzzer beater. Something weird like that. But you lose by two or three. There's things in the game that could have happened differently. Um, the kids ended up meddling. They did good. They wanted gold. Um, it was the first time back. Their effort was a gold effort. Missed a couple shots in the, their semifinal games. They could have went in. And you saw on the face of these competitive kids, Zami, Chris, Jay, Ben, that's our team, that they were like, I don't even want these. And I thought they were pretty cool, man. I thought we got there. There's a lot of teams there. It was a great, I mean, we beat a lot of teams. I was like, man, we haven't played and competitive for a while. And they looked at me like, coach, we'll see these teams next year, next summer. And I put the, put the medal in the bag. And to me right there, I look at that group or any group that – reacts like that to, you know, a big hard-fought tournament as competitive and want competitive smoke want to be on that next level. Because mm-hmm. they were upset. Even getting a medal that wasn't the medal they wanted. They, they said it, it felt okay to beat some teams, but the gold out of that division would have been huge for them. That medal would have been but because they are competitive and they were playing competitive teams. And I thought that was, that gives me as a coach, that lets me know that we're going to have a great season. Exactly. You know, and we're going to play at competitive levels with that group. Because they, they, they got that fire burning within them. And so that's how we evaluate. Make sure that the, 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 love, the team that you're putting your kid on matches what your outcomes are for them for basketball. It matches what their expectations are. If they're super competitive, don't try to hide them on teams that aren't competitive. And that's what we got. So... Um, we're constantly looking for the smoke. We're always looking for seventh and eighth graders that are going to hoop for us. And if you have one, reach out to us. Um, Co- uh, Coach Mo's Basketball Academy, um, you know, especially be watching our social media coming up because we will be posting tryouts uh, for, for those spots on our team. Um, and if you have that really, that kid has a competitive fire but doesn't have the skills, uh, that's what our academy program is for to help them develop that. Yep, that's the team. That's that's our that's our um, committed team, and so we're trying to reward them by complimenting them with more pieces. Yeah, we're looking we're looking for kids that can play up. If we if you got a sixth grader that's a hooper, 
we'll play up because we're even looking at some of our seventh graders and saying, can they compete with these eighth graders? Can they run on this eighth grade squad? They're going to be playing up. They're going to be challenged. And that's the important thing to remember. We're going to challenge these kids. So check us out. Um, I'll keep it short. Gotbounce.net. That's where you can find us um, and see what our programming is. So uh, we are going to wrap it up here. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, tryout training is still going. You still got time to sign up for it. Um, put the link in the show notes. Um, we also have basketball Academy. The link's going to be in the show notes and we're going to be following us on social media because speed plus agility plus ball handling equals dynamic handles. We're running dynamic handles training. We'll be getting the details to you guys, uh, as soon as we get everything set up, you guys will see it posted on our social media. We need you to sign up. We anticipate that class is going to fill up pretty quickly. Um, and I can't always guarantee that we're going to be able to run back-to-back sessions of the same thing. If we fill up on one, you might have to wait until we we <laughs> until we get the next one rolling. So that's what we got. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, please share this. Um, if we shouted you out and mentioned you by name, that probably means that that's our way of saying that we want you as a guest. So we're always looking for guests. We're always looking for sponsors for our teams. So uh, reach out to us. Coachmoathletics at gmail.com is the way to hit us up on email. So that's all we got. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. All right, take care. Peace.